Hi, welcome back to CARE Episode 6. Um, my name is Makai McNear. And I'm Audrey Gilbert. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of test stress. So Audrey, if you'd like to get us started. Yeah, when we talk about test stress, I think we really think a lot about that in-the-moment testing, freezing, when you don't think you know the answer, or just completely blanking on the test. But it's a lot more than that. It's a process before, during, after the test for months and months sometimes even. Yes. Depending on like the magnitude of the test itself. So today we can cover things like K-PREP and that stress that you start in elementary school and middle school. But then moving into high school and the gravity of the ACT, SAT, PSAT and just understanding how that stress is different, but also how it's similar. Yes, so just standardized testing in general is what we'll be covering today. So um, we just want to like start off and say like scores don't define you. I know like a lot of the time when getting ready for these tests, teachers and like administrators try to like push on that like you really need to do well because you'll basically be a failure if you don't, just so that you like are more motivated to basically make them look good. That's really what they are for, to make them look good in the end. And I think we're like learning more and more teachers and school administrators are more and more understanding the level of stress that students are under for tests. But I think like students are also understanding the gravity of those tests for teachers and schools. Um, just understanding that to a teacher, how you perform on a test, like how your how their class performs on a test, kind of determines their future at that school. Yes. Um, and the way that they're allowed to rule their classroom. So that's definitely something to understand in terms of test and stress. But it's also important to understand, like what Micaiah says, scores don't define you. So when you're at school, when you're taking those tests, when you're getting your ACT scores back, your teachers, counselors, principals, parents, anyone might kind of add that extra layer of stress without even meaning to a lot of the time. Yeah. They might add to that, but understand that deep down they really don't define you by your scores, and you shouldn't either. Um, so I feel like this has just, and even though like I doubt this is what they're like meaning to do, if you don't really break the cycle early, like this can go on into like past elementary school and even like when you're taking just regular school tests, like it just builds up test anxiety and like people just are scared to take tests anymore. Like they don't even really think about how it's showing what they know. It's just another test. And I think that we can kind of start talking about personal experiences here. <coughs> Speaking from like an elementary school level and perspective with K-PREP, I did not take K-PREP in elementary school because I went to a private school, but at that school we had a similar test. Our mm -hmm. test was a nationally normed instead of state normed test, but we didn't put as much emphasis on it, I think, as we did K-PREP when I was in middle school. In middle school, and even early, early elementary school, I remember there being um, big parties and celebrations and pep rallies and I remember vividly in I think first grade having to make posters for the eighth graders taking K-PREP and things like that 
And just all that build up to the test, in theory, seems like a great idea. It seems like, oh, you're getting kid excited. It's going to make it seem like less of a chore. But for a lot of students, that public display of enthusiasm and importance adds a layer of stress because it's not just another day. It's not just another test. It's the test. It's the yes. big moment, the big event. Um. And I just feel like with what Audrey was saying, like it kind of adds a level of embarrassment for a lot of students if they are not like getting the higher awards and things like that. And when they're like basically like color coding us based on what we got, like that just takes away from the like confidence of a lot of kids. And I feel like that should be done away with. But um, to like my personal experience, I remember in third grade, which is when we we're supposed to start taking like these standardized tests. Um, my teacher was like well for like basically the rest of your schooling experience you're going to be defined by novice apprentice proficient and distinguished and i that really scared me because i was like well why like why those words why can't we use other words like that's not testing isn't everything about you like the way you like you could be an excellent student a smart student a hard-working student but you're just not good at taking tests and I feel like when you're just not good at taking tests, that those other qualities are kind of like just washed away. And I think bouncing back to that ranking system of novice, apprentice, proficient, and distinguished, those words in particular like are very strong words. They're not just, oh, you did well, yeah. or oh, you did poorly. No, novice. I mean, to yeah. a third grader, most third graders don't know what the word novice means. Yeah. So the first definition of this word novice is that you did like a not great job on yeah. your test and so when you learn the actual definition of novice you're associating that like negative definition with your academic ability which is ridiculous um it shouldn't happen and we yeah. shouldn't be encouraging that association and i think like even just the ranking system in general having those categories i understand like from a data analysis perspective it's a whole lot easier to yeah. have those categories but man think about the individual student there you don't just have those numbers because on KPREP you do get a number yeah you get how many questions you got right the percentage or whatever the number correlates to and like your um, reading level and things like that but those numbers are fairly insignificant when it compares to the words and then if you think about like when we take map testing we don't know what a good score is and what a good score isn't yeah because it doesn't say, oh, you're a novice, apprentice, proficient, distinguished. You just get a number. And no one will tell you what the good score or the bad score is. But I don't know if that's a better thing or if it's a worse thing. Because yeah. you're just constantly pushing yourself harder and harder to a point that's unhealthy to get a score that you don't even know like what the end point is. And I don't think that like the number system like with map testing would be as bad if we weren't like introduced to the word like the words that are like defining well not defining us but how they like separate us into the different categories and back on to like personal experiences like in elementary um like when our counselors would come in and like basically like prep us for the test um i understand what they were doing like they thought was helpful like giving us different tips but i feel like that for me at least raised my anxiety for the test because they were putting so much emphasis on it and i was like well if i don't do well like and there really is no other chance to retake that test um which is not something you're really used to at that point um so you're just like well 
what do I do if I don't do well? Like, is that the end for me? And I was just in third grade, and I don't feel like third graders should have to have that type of mindset. And I think when we think about prep in the whole testing cycle, we think a lot about, like, oh, I mean, I know personally, I think there's a giant ACT book collecting dust in the corner of my bedroom. Um, but when we think about it on that elementary or middle school level of K-PREP, you don't have much control over what you can do to prep yourself. It's all that content that you've been taught throughout the year, which you have little to no control over. And just that ability to know what's going to be on the test and just how to prepare yourself for it. Like, you have very little resources and just time to do things like yeah. that. But for it to be such a significant, or as they say, significant test, it seems kind of sketchy almost yeah. that they don't give you those resources and opportunities. And it's all really like locked down. Like it's very, and like they have all these very strict rules, which I understand, but they're also like, well, they have all these like strict rules, but it's also like scary. Like to like my nine-year-old self, I was like, really, if I do just one little thing wrong, like, I could be punished for the rest of my life for it. And I was like, and that goes back to the sketchy part. Like, why is everything so locked down? Like, are they trying to hide something? Yeah, why is this test so significant that I'm taking in elementary school that will, like, that will determine the success for the rest of my life? I yeah. think that that just general thought and messaging is, I mean, it's dangerous and unhealthy for kids. But I also think we're kind of moving away from it. Which I am very happy about. I know that at the high school level, a lot of colleges are moving more towards test optional, which kind of frees up that stress for just general admissions. Um, and it also, I kind of think, frees up some of the stress just in high school. Yeah. Because you, your ACT, at least at our school, they don't compare your scores. You don't mm -hmm. have a big public ceremony where they give out a medal, a ribbon, or a button with a color ranking of how well you did. You can, like, you can share those scores with other students if you feel comfortable sharing those scores with other students, but you don't have to. It's a personal choice. Yeah. In elementary and middle school, it's you so public. You never really got that choice. Like, they chose for you. We would have, well, before the test, they would basically, like, tell us about how they would do this. And um, they would even, like, even at school, like, they would have parents and stuff, like, cheering for us as we would walk in the door. And I get the point, but that's also, like, very stressful. Like, Well, uh, that social interaction, yes. when you're supposed to be putting yourself in that serious, like, m thoughtful mindset, you don't, like, that's a disruption. I feel like that puts more pressure on us, too, because it's like, oh, we're, like, we might disappoint these other people, too, who are here cheering for you're us. You're on display. They yes. take time out of their day to come and cheer you on, or even, like, bring snacks they use their money and their time and if you do poorly like it was a waste of their money and time but like I said I do think we're moving further away from that I know that like especially after COVID and we didn't have to do things like k-prep or map or anything like that or like that wasn't as big of a deal I think that for a lot of students that was a signifier that maybe this isn't the most important thing of my entire life and then um also like I'm glad that they're moving in that way, but also back to our, like, personal experiences, like, months after we would be taking these tests, like, Audrey was saying, there's these celebrations, and basically, like, if you didn't do well, you were just kind of left in the dust, and it's, like, 
weird because they're calling all these na- these names and then if yours isn't the one called like people kind of look at you because you didn't get to go stand up and as high performing students i feel like we already have that extra level of stress because if we slip up one time and we've talked about this in previous episodes yes. if we slip up one time we're ridiculed for that yeah and I know that the same thing is for, it's the same thing for students who struggle with testing and struggle on tests. It's like, oh, these kids think that, like, I don't know anything. Yeah. And that I'm not doing well. But in actuality, like, this test is zero measure of how well you do. It's just how well you did under those circumstances, which are ridiculous and kind of solitary circumstances most of the time. Because if you look at the work we're actually doing in regular class, like, it's showing a lot more of what we know than what we're doing on these tests. I think especially that's true in writing. Yes. Um, I'm going to say it. Like, testing writing is absolutely absurd. Because they go from telling us that writing is this long process to only allowing us an hour to test. You have limited resources, and the resources that you do have have been edited and censored already. Yes. Um, You have to handwrite everything, which... That's, I guess, very Gen Z of us, that we want to type things now. But, like, you have to handwrite everything. You have a limited amount of space, limited amount of time. Everything within those constraints, like, that's unrealistic. Unrealistic to your professional life. Unrealistic to your academic life. Anything like that. And just putting that pressure on, I think it's fifth grade, where you start doing writing on demand like that. Yes, and that was very stressful for me. I was like, um, we've been writing these essays, and we've gotten like a week to do it. Now I'm just supposed to know how to write this same essay in 90 minutes. Yeah. And I think, just thinking about that public incentive, when you're sitting there in the gym or in the cafeteria or wherever they do that um, recognition of sorts, and you're waiting for your name to be called, waiting to see what color button you're going to get this year, with all the parents invited and community members and things like that. I think as you get into middle school, you see what's wrong with that more and more. Yeah, because your confidence usually isn't that high in middle school already, and then that just kind of adds to it. And I think just, I I don't know, I want to say as a piece of advice, don't put that pressure on yourself, but also like adults, don't put that pressure on kids. Yes. Um, You might not be meaning to do it, but these things that seem well-meaning, like giving out a candy bar for this, this, and that, they can add like a lot of stress to kids, undue stress, things that like a kid should not have to worry about things especially like some kids have a lot to worry about already particularly in pandemic times but having to worry about how well you do in a 90 minute testing session where there are so many different distractions even when they try to eliminate those distractions there are still so many different distractions that are there that exist just putting that pressure on yourself or on students is it's unrealistic and it's unhealthy and I think just being conscious of what you're doing your actions your words everything that like you're projecting um that's the first step in fixing that and I hope from like just students like to the students that are listening I hope like you're able to like break the cycle of thinking these scores define you early because of what we're saying and just like realizing yourself that the way that they do some of these things aren't healthy and you're still going to do fine in life just because you got like an apprentice on this one test or you didn't score as well there's going to be other chances to prove yourself and um like administrators and teachers i hope like 
from if you're listening to this I hope you like hear our experiences and like change some of the ways you do things so that you can just benefit the students like you're thinking you are but like actually benefit them and one great way to do that is to involve students in that conversation just asking them what helps them on tests in terms of the culture around a test but also in terms of actual study and prep which I think kind of takes us on to our last little segment here about just tips and tricks for students out there um, like we said, tests don't define you. They're not as important as you want to think they are. Yes. But some, they are a fact of education and a fact of life. So and that's how a lot of our teachers see what they're teaching us, like especially in like in class tests, like exams and stuff. And I know it's kind of exam season. Yeah. So, so here's some tips and tricks. Set these tests as a priority because even though the scores don't define you, they will go into the grade book a lot of the time. And, and if you want to do well in a class, you're going to have to test what, like test well. And if you can just think about it as, oh, this is just like a bump in the road that I have to get over, you want to prepare yourself as well as you can for that, so that way you don't have to worry about the possible ramifications of a negative score going. Yes, on. like that stress is only up until the day that you take the test. And then if you know you did well because you know all the information, that stress is now gone. It honestly helps you in the end to set it as a priority. And then kind of thinking about tests in general, having good time management skills. Um, this is something that you learn over time, obviously. But just setting those dates in your calendar for when in-class tests and exams are, when you're going to take your ACT, SAT, PSAT, and then making like a study plan for that. If you don't want to study, you don't have to study. But if you do, just having a nice timeline for that would be great. And just understanding where everything's at so that way you don't overload yourself too much. And when you're um, studying for these tests, another tip we have is to make goals. Like, don't have just this one huge goal. Well, you can't have the huge goal, like, pass this test with a certain score. But under that, like, have sub-goals so that you can, like, make sure that you get to that place. Like, um, read three chapters today. Um, focus on vocab the next day. So on and so on. And I think um, those goals are a really nice measure of just your progress. And they're a really great way of showing you, like, not even how well you've done with the content, but how well you've done with that skill of making goals, time management, and just preparing yourself. So those are little wins that can be good confidence boosters. And studying, because that is a huge part of life. Yes. I think that's all that we have today. Um, like we said, remember, your tests don't define you. Your scores don't define you. And just do your best. That's yes, the only that, thing that you can do is just do your best. And not just in tests, just in life in general. Just do your best. Because that's good enough. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening.